Shalom, my dear friends. This is the second section in the introduction to the study of the eight covenants of God. Shmone Habritot Shel HaElohim. Beautiful study. And we, get, we are going to continue on in the study right now and learn a few important things concerning these eight covenants. We have already covered the fact in the previous session that God made eight covenants. And the names of these covenants we have already had before us. The covenant that God made with Adam before the fall. The covenant that God made with Adam after the fall. The covenant that God made with Noah after the flood. The covenant that God made with Abraham, Abraham, the father of the nation of Israel. The covenant that God made with Israel by Mount Sinai, Har Sinai. The covenant that God made with Israel in relationship to the promised land, the land of Canaan. The covenant that God made with Israel through King David to be the king over the nation of Israel and the covenant that God made with Israel and Judah, the Brit HaChadashah, the new covenant that God have made with Israel. We've already learned that God made three covenants with the whole human race and the five covenants with Abraham and his descendants, namely with the people of Israel. This is so important to understand this because it helps us to grasp what the scripture seeks to teach us with respect to the plan of God here in this world. And again, we reminding ourselves that God is sovereign. He is the one that is a, a made a plan for himself, for his own pleasure. And he placed us, humanity, here in this world. And we are so blessed to be here in this world by divine design and the plan of God. We have also have learned that uh, uh, out of these eight covenants, God, who is... Uh, not only is sovereign, but he also has a providence over this world. He is, in Hebrew we say, mashgiach. He's taking care of his world. Even though sometimes things look like they're out of hands, but yet God is in full control over everything that is going on here in this world. There's another thing that I think is important for us to understand, that while God made a covenant with the whole human race, through Adam, the federal head, the three first covenants, and then the five covenants with the nation of Israel, beginning with Abraham, Avinu, Abraham our father. Yet we learn today, as we live in this church age, in the assembly age, we learn that the covenants were not made with the church, but the covenant were made with the people of Israel, yet the blessing of the covenant that God made with Israel, the spiritual benefits, the church enjoy today. 
I want to read a verse that is found in Romans chapter 9 that helps us with this. In Romans chapter 9, we read in the first few verses of this uh, ninth chapter that Pastor Paul is dealing with the issue of how come Israel the nation did not become believers in Yeshua the Messiah? And yet the puzzle was if God sent the Messiah to this world through the nation of Israel, how come Israel as a nation did not come to know the Messiah as yet? And Apostle Shaul Paul deal in chapter 9, 10, and 11 and speak to the Roman believers in the church of Rome and he instruct them concerning Israel's past, Israel's present, and Israel's future restoration and acceptance of the Messiah in a future day. In chapter 9 and verse 1, Paul Shaul said to the Roman believers, I said the truth in the Messiah. I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that I myself was accursed from the Messiah, from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. And then, beloved friend, listen to what he's saying concerning Israel. He says, who are the Israelis? To whom pretends the adoption and the glory and the covenants, plural, and the giving of the law and the services of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom are concerning the flesh, Christ, the Mashiach, came, who is overall God, blessed forever. You see, Shaul Paul sought to explain to the assembly, to the church at Rome, that when it's come to the covenants which God had made, he didn't make them with the church, though the church benefited from the covenant that God made with the nation of Israel, but it says here, that uh, uh, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, and the covenants, plural, and the giving of the law, which is the Mount Sinai covenant. In other words, what Paul sought to instruct the believers at Rome, and in, you and I need to be instructed by this today, that the church, the assembly, the ecclesia, are chosen in Christ, in the Messiah, before the foundation of the world. But in time, the church benefited from the spiritual blessings that were made when God made covenants with the nation of Israel, specifically in connection with the Brit HaChadashah, with the new covenant. Shaul continued to deal with it when he speak to the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 2, Shaul Paul remind the Ephesian believers, here's another local assembly at Ephesus in Asia Minor. He's reminding them in Ephesians chapter 2 and he's telling the Ephesians in verse 11. Notice that, and I'm reading verse 11 and 12 and 13. He says, wherefore, remember, he's saying to these non-Jewish gentle believers who are blessed to be part of the assembly, the ecclesia. He said, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, 
who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand, that at that time ye were without Christ, without Mashiach, being alien from the commonwealth of Israel, and listen to this, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, in the Messiah Jesus, ye who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Bedam HaMashiach, by the blood of the Messiah. Again, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend, I would like to remind you, and this is so important to understand because there is so much confusion these days, with respect to the covenants with whom God made the covenant, the scripture is clear to tell us that the covenants were made with the house of Israel and that the church the nations of the people of the nation of the world who become part of the assembly, they were strangers from the covenants of promise, had no hope and without God in this world. But now, when they came to know the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, they are now uh, um, made nigh by the blood of Christ, by the blood of the Messiah. This is so beautiful to understand that the covenants have been made with the house of Israel. And there are five of them that were made from the, uh, 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 with the house of Israel, namely the uh, Abrahamic covenant, uh, the Mount Sinai covenant, the land covenant, the Davidic covenant, and the new covenant, the Brit Hadasha, which was made with the house of Israel. So what we have learned thus far, that there are eight covenants. Three of them were made with all humanity with Adam as the federal head before the fall, with Adam as the federal head after the fall, and with Noah, who became also the head of new creation, after the flood. Then, in addition to that, God made another five covenants, specifically with Abraham and his physical descendants. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yaakov's name was changed to Yisrael, and God made these five covenants with Abraham and his descendants. The Abrahamic covenant, the Mount Sinai covenant, the land covenant, the Davidic covenant, and of course the new covenant that we have in Jeremiah chapter 31. So important to grasp it because it helps us to see the plan and the program of God. Now, to remind you, my dear friend, one might say, well, why God made this covenant with Israel? Why did he choose the people of Israel to have these covenants with them? Well, again, God is sovereign. If we read the word of God, we must accept what God says in his word. And God did not choose Israel because Israel were better than any other nation. Of course not, because scripture teaches us that all have sinned 
and come short of the glory of God. But God has chosen the nation of Israel because he's sovereign. And he could choose whom he will. It is very similar to the fact that God has chosen the church, the assembly, before the foundation of the world. Let me read you a verse in the same book of Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse uh, 3, we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who has blessed us, Paul said, Shaul Paul said to the Ephesians, who had blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ, in the Messiah. And then listen what he says in verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him, this is in Christ, in the Mashiach, before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blemish or without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus the Messiah, by Jesus Christ, by Yeshua HaMashiach, to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Was it your will, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, the Messiah? Was it your choice? No, my dear friend. God is sovereign. He does as he pleases, as the psalmist of Israel said. He chooses whom he wish. And he doesn't choose people who are perfect. He chose sinners. He chose those whom he knew that he will have to send the Mashiach to die for. And therefore, whether it is Israel, the nation, or whether it is the assembly, the ecclesia, it is totally the grace of God. Paul continued to remind the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2, For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works. Listen, lest any man should boast. We can so easily boast, my dear friend. And yet we learn from these passages that God is sovereign and he chooses whomsoever he will. And he chosen to provide fivefold covenants through the nation of Israel and with the nation of Israel. But ultimately these covenants are for the benefit of the whole human race. Israel, the nation, become a channel of blessing to the whole world through those covenants that God had made with them, through the prophets that God had given to them, through the servants that God had given to them, and ultimately through the Mashiach, the Messiah who came to this world. Now, I want you to also notice, my dear friend, as we study together these eight covenants of God by way of introduction, that out of these eight covenants that God had made with the whole human race, two of these covenants are conditional and six of these covenants are unconditional. 
The two which are conditional are found in Genesis chapter 2 and this covenant God made with the whole human race in which God made a condition when he gave this covenant to Adam. I want to read to you this verse in Genesis chapter 2 and verses 16 and 17. I want to read to you the condition. God said in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Listen to this. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. In the Hebrew it says, Mot temutun. Thou shalt surely die. For in the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Mot temut. Dying, you shall die. You see, my dear friend, that was a conditional covenant that out of the three covenants that God made with the whole human race, headed up by Adam, the federal head, this first covenant, before Adam sinned, God made this covenant which was conditional. If Adam will submit to God, God will provide the blessing that he promised through this covenant. And if Adam will violate this covenant, because it was conditional, God will punish Adam and his descendants because of this violation of the covenant. So, three Covenant with Adam and the whole human race. One of them was a covenant that was conditional, while the other one was a covenant that was totally an unconditional covenant. Now notice next, there is a second conditional covenant that God have made. And this second conditional covenant that God have made was a covenant that God made with our people of all the people of Israel. And that covenant was known as the Mount Sinai, Har Sinai. The Torah, the law was given to the people of Israel on Mount Sinai. Now, I would like to read a few verses in Leviticus chapter 26. And there you will notice the conditions that God had made with the people of Israel that demanded from Israel to obey to this covenant, and if there is disobedience, God will punish, and Israel will not benefit from the blessing that ought to flow out of this covenant. And so you notice in Leviticus chapter 26, you find a few times the Lord says, If ye will do it, then I will respond to it. In Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 3, God said to Israel, If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments to do them. Notice verse 4. Then I will give you rain in due season. 
and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Notice, if you will obey, then there will be blessing. If you will obey, then there will be blessing. But notice, if you don't obey, it says in verse 14 of Leviticus chapter 26, But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do the things which I have commanded, then notice, he continue, If ye shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgment, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, listen to this, God said, then I also will do this unto you, I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and a, a burning agu that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. If you continue to find in this chapter, if and if and if God says, then I will. This is in Leviticus chapter 26. So what we learn, beloved friend, that there are eight covenants. Two of them are conditional. Six of them are unconditional. The two that are conditional, one of them was made with all humanity through Adam before he fell into sin. And the second one was made with Israel after Israel came out of the land of Egypt there on Mount Sinai, on Har Sinai. Brit Adam in the Garden of Eden and Brit Sinai, how Sinai, with Israel by Mount Sinai. The other six covenants which God have made were unconditional covenants. The covenant of with Adam after the fall, the covenant with Noah after the flood, the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with the Israel with respect to the promised land, the covenant with Israel through David, the Davidic covenant, and the new covenant, the Brit HaChadashah, all these six covenants were unconditional. God made a promise, and He will fulfill His promises to all His humanity. As we read in the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter uh, 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 7, that God said that He's a faithful God, Shomer Habrit, the keeper of covenant. God is faithful to maintain his promises to mankind. Now, finally, I would like to remind us all as we study together these eight covenants that the covenant that is found in uh, with Adam in the garden before the fall, and a covenant that was made with our people of all the people of Israel on Mount Sinai, were covenants that demanded response from Adam and Eve, response from the nation of Israel. And it was really a covenant that depended upon works, 
If Adam do the work that God have given him and submit to his authority, not eating of the tree, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam will be enjoying the blessing that God had given to him. If Israel will submit to what God has said to them and obey the laws that God had given to the nation of Israel, they would benefit from the blessing that will flow out of the promises that God had made in these two covenants. But when they violated them, judgment and punishment will come. But with respect to the other covenants, my dear friend, these were unconditional. God promised to keep this covenant with his people because he is faithful to keep the covenant which he had made. And he will bring them to pass in spite of the failure that men exhibited throughout history. Whether it is Israel in its history or whether it is the church, the assembly in its history. Men fail to keep God's covenants, but God never will fail to fulfill each of the promises which he had made to mankind, to Israel, the nation, to the assembly, the church. God is intending to fulfill his promises which he had given in his word. Well, this was the second session as an introduction. In the will of the Lord, and with the Lord's help, we'll continue to look over all the eight covenants one by one as we study together the word of God. We're going to look through the covenant that God made with Adam before his fall. We're going to look then secondly to the covenant that God made with Adam after his fall. We are going to look to the third covenant that God made with Noah after the flood. We are going to look to the covenant that God made with Abraham after he had chosen him after from all the nations of the world. We are going to look over the covenant that God made with Israel on Mount Sinai, on Har Sinai. We are also going to look at the covenant that God made with Israel as they were entering into the promised land, the land covenant, the Canaan covenant that God promised the land to the people of Israel. We are going to look also into the covenant that God made with Israel through David, Melech Israel, David, the king of Israel, the Davidic covenant. And finally, we are also going to look over uh, the covenant, the Brit HaChadashah, the new covenant that God have made on the basis of the finished work of the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Redeemer, who established this Brit HaChadashah with the household of Israel and the household of Judah. But the benefit will be provided for the whole uh, you might say the whole, each and every one who will trust in him and the church, the true assembly, the true church, benefit today from this Brit HaChadashah that God have made with the household of Israel and with the household of Judah. May the Lord help us as we are studying together these eight covenants of God which he have made with the whole human race 
for the benefit of the human race. May God bless you, my dear friend. Until the next session, I will say to you, Shalom, Shalom.